Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. This week's episode, How We Got to the Chopper. We're going to dive into everything Predator. This movie didn't happen by accident. It took a lot of serendipity, good luck, and Arnold Schwarzenegger to get us there. So please join us. I'm Mo Shapiro, and as always, the Dylan to my Dutch, Max Sanders. Max, are you ready for this? I ain't got time to bleed. You got time to podcast? Maybe. All right, excellent. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm we're so here. excited. So excited. I mean, this is the this is the topic that we've been waiting for. So over the past two months, I think you and I have discussed Predator more than any two humans have ever discussed it in the course of their lives. Is that right? It's fair. Um, and it, the best part about us having our own podcast is we unapologetically can pick topics that we want to talk about. And I love all the 80s. You love all the 80s. But Predator. This is, this is the topic that started our podcast. Right. I was begging you to get on this podcast. Right. And I was like, what is Mo like that I can relate to? I was like, you, you bribed me. Like, let's this. do Predator. And you're like, all right. All right. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, all right. We're, we're launching a podcast and we're going to get graphics done and a website. Yeah. Um, this movie is a real special movie. It is, it's everything that it's an I event. love. It right. is. It's yeah. everything I love about 80s movies. It brought us together. I mean, I, I, I don't want to blow you out of the water to start off, but I'm going to blow you out of the water to start it's off. It's bound to happen. All right. So, you know, one, one faithful evening after bartending. Uh, you had Robert, to bring this up this early. I want to come out the gate and let the people know that you didn't even know about the existence of this movie until... So not fair. That how, how old were you? 25. 25 years old. Quarter century oh without Predator. So, so we were out having uh, our late night pizza after bartending. And I don't even know how it came up. I think I may have like said a quote from the movie. You quote or, Predator once a day. I so. do quote. I did so true. I, said, you were <laughs> so I think like, it came up organically. Though. I know. Yeah. I know. And and I uh, I looked at you and you had this. I could see the look in your eye that were like, please don't call me. I didn't do my homework look. And I just wasn't going to tolerate it. So I asked, you've seen Predator, right? And what did you say? I said, screw you. And I yeah, threw a chair. You did. And I got really upset and I cried. I would have respected you throwing the chair. I would have appreciated that more than the alternative, which is finding out that you'd never seen the greatest film of the 80s. I said, do it now. Kill me. I'm here. <laughs> that would have been a great response. That would have been an awesome response. Yeah. You didn't even know to give that response because no. you'd never seen Predator. I should have so just guessed. We, we could spend a lot of time gushing over this movie. We, we are going to do that. To. We could spend a lot of time talking about every scene in this movie. But uh, today's topic is... How does this movie get made? Yeah. How we got to the chopper. How, how did we get to the chopper? Why we got to the chopper. Why we got to the If we got to the When? It's very existential. Yeah. I love this conversation. 87. 87, very, by the way. You're right. Yeah. You're there's right. an actual answer for that one. There is. Yeah. Um, what? We got to the chopper? Is that... <laughs> 
So let's let's start with this. People who are hearing this will probably question, why do you love this movie so much? No, they won't. You're people right. love this you're movie. Right. You're right. Why do I always making up like- You say that every things? time. Do, you're like, if you're a little afraid of this podcast, it's like, don't be afraid. We're talking about awesome 80s stuff. Spe- All right. So speaking of awesome 80s stuff, give me- I just want to make sure we're on the same page before we start. Give me your Mount Rushmore. Give me your four- Teddy Roosevelt. No, 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 no. Jefferson. I can't can't fact check you on that because I actually don't know. Give me your. (laughs) Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oscar the Grouch. Um, Give me your four favorite 80s action films. Man. Uh, Predator, obviously. Predator. Pre- Predator's George Washington. You know, he's the first one. All it's right. Arnold's face, right? What'd yeah. you say? Yeah. yeah. Carl uh, Weathers. I don't know, half could... Arnold, half Carl Weathers. Or, or actually the Predator's yeah. face. Yeah. Half Arnold, half Predator. That's right. pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Die Hard. Die Hard. All right. Yeah. Uh, first Blood, Rambo. Are we going to have the exact same? I'm looking at my sheet right now. And you, you, you're three for three on mine. You definitely don't have my last one. All right. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. I don't have your last yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Best first scene ever. I, I do love Indiana Jones. So, same list for me, except swap out Indiana Jones with Aliens. It's too scary for me. Face huggers get out of here. I know, but aliens. I mean, the, you know, Ellen Ripley. She she learns how to use weapons. It's it's just. Do you have a crush on her from back in the day? I, I I love Ellen. She's my favorite female action hero ever. Gina Davis, Long Kiss Goodnight. I, I, I Gina Davis is great. I like she her, is, but she's no Ellen Ripley. She's actually like an Olympic level archer. That's great, but she's no Ellen. I don't know why that makes her better. Did, did she nurture and gestate an alien inside of her, and then eventually remove that alien and still fight aliens? Because that's what Ellen Ripley did. No, yeah, she didn't. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Fair. So it's important that we set the stage that right now we're talking to two guys who strongly believe in the power of these '80s action films. But even if I if I give Cure them, the world right, if I give them out, if I give them out Rushmore list, Predator sits a notch above all of them. Yep. It is structurally the best action film. I would actually make the case that it's the best action film ever made, but it certainly is my favorite action film from the 80s. Yeah, there's no B-plot. There's no, like, remember in Heat where it's like Natalie Portman, uh, the daughter stuff? It's yeah. like, get that out of there. I could right. use 15 minutes less. There's not a single minute in Predator. That's way Except the first 30 seconds. I know, I know, I'm sorry. I know you like to. You know my rule. You know my rule about this movie is that there's nothing critical that I have to say about this movie, but I will, I will agree with you if you had the audacity to criticize this movie. Yep. It's the first 30 seconds when they show the little alien ship dropping off. and yeah, yeah, the director didn't direct that. They put that in post. How do you put in something that the director didn't want to do? How Who do knows? you do that? Who knows? Well, we certainly are jumping around, but that's because we're excited. Yeah. So, so let's, let's what this podcast is going to be. Well, I know, but let's pull back for a second. Well, you're the ringmaster. For the point. Really in. I know. I'm going to really. Yeah, Close me down. For the point zero, <laughs> zero, zero, one percent of people that are listening to this podcast right now that have never seen the movie Predator. The first thing I will tell you is go see the movie Predator. Yeah. The second thing we should probably do is give a synopsis. Yeah, give me a little bit. Give me the taste. Just some, just a little something small. It's, a, it's fun to say the synopsis too. It's it perfect. is well because we'll do both. I'm gonna play. I, you know, we've got I've got some canned uh, audio of the actual trailer, but I'll give you. It's a great trailer. I'll do. The, let's start with the trailer. Here you go. Okay. We are rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we gotta do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer at the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, kid. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. Now, I'm not going to be as good as that trailer was. You can be close. I don't I'm know. I'm going to be close. Yeah. But I'm going to give you my synopsis of this movie. This movie is about Major Dutch. Let's pause right there, Max. Major Dutch. First name or last name? That doesn't matter. It does. It I'm... doesn't. His name is Major Dutch. What if his name's Quincy Dutch? You call him Major or call him Dutch. Cornelius awesome Dutch. Major Dutch. Played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, a soldier of fortune hired by the U.S. government to secretly rescue a group of politicians trapped in Guatemala. Pretty simple. Yeah. Right, right to the point. There's nothing magical about this plot. There is a lot that's magical about well, this. Well, there is a yeah. lot. That's true. Um, but when Dutch and his team arrive, everything goes wrong. And by wrong, what we mean is a series of soldiers and politicians skinned alive. Just murder, death. Everywhere. And gross deaths, too. Right. Absolutely terrible. Really yeah. wet deaths. So we find out they're hunted by a brutal creature with superhuman strength and the ability to disappear into his surroundings. This movie, Max, 
is if Delta Force and aliens got smushed together. Ooh, I like that. Chuck Norris in the woods by right, himself. Right, because it's got all of the elements of a classic 80s band of mercenaries, you know, killers that are turned good. They're trying to do good things. Was this a trope before this came out or did this make the trope? So because I can't think of the things before it, I'm like the Godfathers of this. There, there definitely are. There definitely are, you know, action films out there. But I, I don't recall there being this sci-fi, strong sci-fi element to a classic '80s action. No, film. it took like a pinch of Commando. You know, what I mean, yeah, like a little bit of the tech of War Games. It brought everything in. Yeah, and and, and you know, actually, to that very point, you had brought this up earlier, but I'm, I'll let you speak to it. The timelessness of this movie. Oh, my God. I, because they, they did some things very smart that allowed this movie to still be relevant and fun to watch today. And I'm not I'm ignoring the fact that all the special effects in this movie still hold up today. And they're really cool. Oh, they're fantastic. Like they're but, most really real effects. But go yeah. ahead. You had you had some good stuff. So name me the pop culture reference this movie makes. Name me one. Where they're like, oh, I saw this last night, or did you catch the game, or yeah. I can't believe nothing. I mean, Jesse Ventura's t-shirt is the closest thing that I can think of. Yeah. Well, that could be vintage nowadays. MTV rules, okay? And he had tucked into dad jeans, which is a look nowadays. You know, what I mean? do, you yeah. know, do you remember when MTV actually played uh, music videos on it? Yeah. You know what's funny? <laughs> that I've, makes me sound so old to say that. I have a shirt, actually, that I bought. It's that MTV logo, but it's all throughout the shirt. It's a button-up, and I got it because Jesse the Body Ventura was rocking sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. But like I said, there's no technology. Like, they had radios in the 60s for world war ii you know like get me charlie on the phone or yeah, yeah. whatever the vietnam stuff is charlie was the bad guy so i don't know if they were trying to get him on the phone but <laughs> you no, might no, want to no, talk no, to him right. no no it's all right you know maybe they knew someone named charlie it's okay we're moving along that's all I mean. you got the reference okay yeah <laughs> but like i said there's no cell phones there's no cameras the guns you know they look like they're from the 60s 70s 80s right or now it doesn't matter yeah no i agree i mean it's not it's it's not futuristic but it's not dated and, and the predator te- technology if you think about it is still ahead of now yeah you know what i mean like sometimes the technology catches up yeah. didn't catch up yeah no i mean i agree i mean and, and it just there's a realism to an unrealistic movie like oh, that, yeah. that's kind of what what's fun about it to watch so we we gave our quick synopsis for that point zero 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 one percent people who've never seen Predator. Boo you I and know, your honestly. life choices. I don't even know if I could look someone in the face and treat them as a human being if they haven't seen this movie. This is like a ticket. Did you feel that way when I said that? No, not at all. Not oh. at all. Um, so, <laughs> so <Huh>. as the, <laughs> the little whimper at the end, yeah. I think you realized I did look at you that way. So. As the as the title of our episode indicates, we're going to talk about how we got to this movie, how we got to the chopper. Yeah, the nuts and bolts, the behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. So I think the starting point for me is, um, and, and and probably one of the best parts of the whole story of this movie is the uh, the the light bulb that created this movie. So they're they're sitting around and a bunch of writers are in a room and they said, you know. Stallone is beating up everyone, right? He's beating up Clubber. He's going to take on. He's going to take on Drago. I and mean, what do we do for the next round? He stopped the Cold War, right? Let's remember right. that. Oh, the, 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 what a great part! I love when uh, when Go- or the guy playing Gorbachev. I don't think they expressly. It was actually say, Gorbachev. Fun well, fact. Yeah, was it? They, no. they don't expressly say that it was uh, Gorbachev, but I love when the tide turns and he just goes Rocky, Rocky. You have a very good '80s Russian accent. I enjoy it. Of all the things that I have talent for, we'll have we'll talk. Oh, about there's it. something else. Yeah, there's something yeah. else coming. Another another <laughs> accent. Oh, you got one too. Um, but a bunch of writers are sitting around the writing room. You know, I just envisioned this like really cool room where these I picture they're throwing like bouncy balls off the wall. Yeah, yeah. They're they're thinking, what, what can we do next? And someone says, you know, the next person that we're going to have to have Rocky fight is going to have to be E.T. Because he's already beaten up the strongest people on earth. Lightning bolt. And from that statement, someone in that room, some mad genius in that room said, yeah, let's, I'm going to write, I'm going to write a script called Predator. <laughs> so they write the script. And the first thing that they got to do is they got to find someone to direct this movie. So, yep. they, so they grab my friend and your friend, John McTiernan, Johnny T, J- JT in the house. Let's talk about John for a Let's second. Th- there's a lot to Can talk we call about. Call him John. I, th- I feel like you and I know him. We sure, him Johnny. Him Johnny. 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 Johnny does Predator, which. Has, did he do anything before Predator? He did this weird movie called Nomads with Pierce Bronson, where it's. Street Kids and Pierce Bronson for no reason. And how do you go from that to Predator? Well, I think part of strategically, right? So they 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 had the script and they knew they were going to go after Schwarzenegger. So they get Schwarzenegger. They bring the dump truck of money up to him. You know, he's coming off of Commando. So he's... Right. He, he is he's just, untouchable. He's, I yeah. mean, he is the 80s, right? So yeah. Stallone. And we got Terminator right before that, too. Stallone. It's one or the other. So... If you're doing that, it's not like you can go pay for Scorsese to direct this film. So they get a guy whose work they like and who they can work with. And that's how we get JT, Johnny, Johnny T. And 
They grab John McTiernan. I feel weird calling him John because he's McTiernan is hard to say. It is. It's like it's. it's I think. I think there's something McDonald's. And about it's funny because it. we kept saying JT, but it's really JM because yeah. it's Just John. 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 Okay. So we they, we're focusing so much energy they, on his name because he deserves our respect. They grab. He doesn't anymore. We'll get into that. But what? Yeah. What do you got on him? He's been to jail. What? He went to jail in 2013 for tapping a producer's phone on 2000s Rollerball. Is this allegedly or he actually did? No, I mean, well, the FBI arrested him and he went to jail for a year. And, he's, this, and he's bankrupt now. Is this just a case of like, I mean, you know, he was super popular and he went like the Macaulay Culkin route for a while. He should be fine after a few years, right? I mean, he's like 70. What, what, when Macaulay Culkin lost his mind, right? When who? McCrack and McMockrack. McFlick and McFlack. The guy from Home Alone. The guy from Home Alone. When, I mean, he's doing great now. What was that, like a 20-year hiatus from being normal? Yeah, but he looked like a cancer patient. Okay, so listen. So when – so uh, let's see. Predator was 87. He stopped making movies in 2003. 2003. With Basic, which was a terrible John Travolta So in 2023? Yeah. John's back? We're going to revitalize him? Boom. Yeah. Put him on the list. We'll yeah. do an interview with him. Because he's broke, too. He's filed for bankruptcy two years ago. I'd hire him just to come hang out with us. Have, have you heard his voice, though? He sounds like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> so you enjoy that. Or, or, or she, or she a great big fat lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad that movie's not in the 80s. I know. Yeah, we'd be doing yeah. – uh, we would definitely be doing uh, – A combo one. Right now. So uh, John, after doing Predator, which if you want to know why his life fell apart, it's because he reached the apex of his life. He, he went from Predator – I'll just put this out there. Has there ever been a greater trio of movies in cinema than Predator, Die Hard, Hunt for Red October? Max, tell me. Only things I can think of are Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and Casino, Goodfellas, Cape Fear from Scorsese. Okay, but they're not at, they're not as fun. And okay, but, but to your point, those are the only ones you can think of. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you got John McTiernan. Yeah, who belts out these three, and then by the way, I, I don't want to go too deep into the rest of his movies because they're out of the eighties, but. Medicine Man, Last Action Hero, and The 13th Warrior. Love Last cool. Action Hero. Have you seen The 13th Warrior yet? I've seen The 12th Warrior once. <laughs> no, that's good. But uh, duh. I, I know You that hate when I do that. I don't hate when you do it. I don't like you, but I don't hate when you do that. Um, when I know you, uh, to be fair, so everybody knows, you have committed an enormous amount of time to watching 80s films. I'm watching like three or four a day. You're I'm watching them out. I'm, I'm up texting you. I'm like, hey, I need you to watch The Secret of Nim. And you're like, what is The Secret of Nim? And then boom, you watch I'm the iPad watching Weekend at Bernie's as we're talking yeah, right yeah, now. Right? So I'm not going to get on you for not watching The 13th Warrior, but The 13th Warrior is just one of these films that not a lot of people, it wasn't critically acclaimed. It's Antonio Banderas. But Ooh, it's, I like Antonio. But it is, it is, it's my favorite Antonio Banderas film. And it's also, it's a classic John McTiernan film. Okay, You'll cool. Like it a lot. Yeah. And also, shout out Die Hard with a Vengeance. One of my favorite, best New York yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. He best. did, that's right. He did the other Die Hard. And Thomas Crown was dope. Mm -hmm. Got back with Piercy. Well, I only picked the ones that I like, but yes. Well, you don't like Thomas Crown for? I, I don't dislike it, but if I'm given the highlight Rene reel, Russo doesn't do it for you? No. Oh. No. She's yeah. not terrible. I just am not a huge fan. That's all. Just, we'll we'll just, talk about that later. She's part of the 80s. That's also Barnes. True. <laughs> <laughs> so they get Schwarzenegger. I bet at some point they were thinking about getting Stallone. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, two biggest There's no research the on that, though, you know? None. It's, this it's, is my gut just tells me that if I, you were ever shooting an action film in the 80s, at one point you thought of one or the other. Mom, I guess that they went for Arnold first and got him. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's what you do. Well, this, transition, well, this transitions well into talking about Arnold, right? So Arnold Schwarzenegger, who... Again, gun to my head. If I had to pick who is my action hero of the eighties, it's either he won. Be, it's he won. Be, I know. Well, look, Stallone makes a hell of a case. First Blood is an incredible movie. True. First Blood stands on its own, not just as an action film, but it's just a really good movie. Yeah, and he's got some fun ones too. Tango and Cash, Over oh, the Top. Tango and Cash, <laughs> Cash and Tango. Don't don't say Over the Top. Uh, can we exclude? Can we treat Over the Top like Rocky Five and exclude it from the? From no, the, it's great. It's got Kenny Loggins songs in it not, too. If you got a Kenny Loggins song, you are part of my family, okay? Yet, yet, yet. Kenny Loggins. I don't views, like the guy. I, yet, Kenny Loggins views his work on Top Gun as the worst thing he's ever done. And Such not, an idiot. And not what he did for Over the Top, but that's neither here nor there. So, Schwarzenegger, 1982, Conan the Barbarian. 1984, Conan the Destroyer. Saw the first one. Haven't seen the second one yet. Will Chamberlain? Yeah. Fun? Will Chamberlain in the second one. Very fun. He and he punches a camel in the first one. Punches the same camel in the same second one. Same camel? No way. Exact How did PETA feel about that? Not good. Well, I don't even think PETA was uh, kicking back that. Oh, moment. man. Um, 1984, The Terminator. So good. So good. 1985, Red Sonja, another spinoff of the Conan series. Got it. Uh, weird name. Very weird name. 1985, Commando is our friend John Matrix. Fantastic film. Such a good movie. Best soundtrack of all time. You know, we've talked about this. 
the it's not a soundtrack. It's the score of that movie. The ding, 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 Steel ding, Drones. Ding. It's the worst. It's the as I've told you, I will not complain about anything about Predator. The only two issues I have with Commando are that score. And the fact that the bad guy in Commando is in worse shape than I am, and I'm in pretty terrible shape. Bennett. Game. Bennett's the worst. So we're 85. Commando. 85 Commando. Um, 86 Raw Deal. Need to see it. Oh, you need to see Raw Deal. Uh, 87, I know you've seen this. Um, Predator and The Running Man. Which one came out first? I don't know. But okay. I love that they both came out in the That's same That's a great year. year. Yeah. We ben, should, we ben should, Richards? We should do a pod, who had the best year in the 80s? Oh, we already know who had the best year. Was it Arnold? Yeah. That year? Yeah. There might be a better year. There's no. There's nothing better. He had, he had Running Man and Predator. What about like year. Eddie Murphy with like Beverly Hills Cop, Delirious, and like his hit single, Party All the Time? Okay. Well, if you're going to go off a of film, I, I would. I'm just saying the that. best year. Oh. Yeah. Right, like you had right. the best time. But all it's right. movie related. Okay. Yeah. Right. Possible comedy. Yeah. Did Arnold put, ever cut a put, single? Put a pin in that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might want you to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. <laughs> he did, though. <laughs> He enjoyed himself. I he might sound as good as A. Murphy did. Eddie <laughs> Murphy's party all the time. It's pretty bad. And hold on, I don't think I. I You're eighty seven. I didn't even. Did I do Red Heat for eighty eight? Nope. Uh, Red Heat eighty eight, and then he he rounds out the eighties with Twins in eighty eight. Need to see that one. Oh, Twins is great. Yeah, Devito. Oh, it's great. Magic Suits. Yeah, it made four hundred. Julius. It made four hundred million dollars. He it was. It, Danny DeVito is fantastic. Danny DeVito is underrated in general. Well, you and I both love. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh my god, Frank. <laughs> so I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So they get Arnold and, and, if, and listening to Arnold talk about Predator is, is like, it should be a pastime for me. And they asked him. It's his know, favorite movie. It is. Well, they said, why did it do so well? His answer, all the heroes were impressively muscular and big. That is his answer for why Predator did as well as it did. He's not wrong. No, he's right. He's 100% yeah. right. So he just finished Commando. We talked about that. And I think this is kind of an important part of you know how we got to the chopper. Schwarzenegger interjected a lot of input into the script. The original script was built to be a one-man show. They basically wanted to take what he did in Commando, which was like going on a murder spree. I mean, you could make the case Radon Chan was with him in Commando. She was. She, she he, ruined, a, he ruined her car. She, he did ruin her car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm always fixated on that. I know. They like, just ripped the chair off. Like he's murdered 200 people, and I'm like, but her poor car chair. <laughs> I'm always fixated by the fact that she learned how to use a rocket launcher by reading like the little tag on it. Yeah, she went A to Z pretty quickly. Yeah, on she that managed one. to blow up a cop. Uh, how hard is a rocket launcher, though? You press a button, right? Well, the thing about the, the, the fact that she shot it at the police truck that he was in, she's lucky she didn't kill him. Yeah. It's a movie, though. It's okay. It is a movie. I guess suspend the reality for a second. But, so, this, but the solo Predator would have been kind of cool. Like, cast away, but Predator. I don't know. I Again, I don't want to mess with this movie. It, it, there's nothing... The, when you say it would be kind of cool, why do we need to change anything with the perfect movie? It's just such a different look. You no, know what I mean? I don't want a different look. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't want new Coke. I want classic Coke. <laughs> I was like, what, what are you talking about? All right. <laughs> All right. There you go. Um, so the, he, he, he immediately says, I want this to be a team. So he makes that change with the smartest story. move that brilliant. I brilliant. Right. Um, then on top of that, I just, I, he, he basically, he and, or John McTiernan and, or the casting team made a decision right away. Dylan is going to be Carl Weathers Had to be. or there's no Dylan. Yep. Now this is great for a host of reasons. The first of which is I wonder in my head, does this tie back to the original script being tied to who does Rocky fight next? Has to. Because Carl Weathers is like, it, the story arc, right? Going from being the bad guy. Well, he was never really the bad guy. As, as no, you like Apollo. He, he based his character in, in Rocky off of uh, Muhammad Ali. And I think Muhammad Ali got Really? Him. Oh, yeah. He, if you ever watch the behind the scenes stuff. Because um, he wasn't like a wordsmith. You know no, what I mean? No, but like if you think about Rocky Four when he's doing the whole, uh, you know, coming to a man. Or, yeah, you know what I mean? James Brown. Yeah, James Brown. I just butchered James Brown. No, that was good enough. It was a little bit of a butchering. It felt like a butchering. It was close enough. Well, whatever. I sound like the Eddie Murphy skit, Hot Tub. Uh, you love this and I haven't seen it. Oh, my god! You bring it up you gotta watch all the time. It. Hot Tub. <laughs> There's an hot tub. But um, he, he based a lot of his character on Muhammad Ali. And in part, I think how people received Muhammad Ali was the same way, right? People either like loved him or they thought he was, you know, the, the Antichrist. And he wasn't. He was just a guy who believed in himself. Yeah, charismatic. Yeah, and and that's what that's what Apollo was. So I just I envisioned that they were like we got to have this guy be Dylan and and he played it great as Dylan. Yeah, he adds levity to it. He adds a seriousness. Oh yeah, I'm sure the Schwar- mustache. Schwar- you have- I was like I want Creed. Give me Creed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carl Weathers, they get him. Uh 
Have you seen Action Jackson yet? No. I put that on your list. Okay. De- Detroit Cop, right? You yeah. love Detroit Cop stuff. I do love Detroit Cop movies. Uh, um, Beverly Hills Beverly Hills Cop. Let's see what else. I Robocop. Said, I almost said Beverly Hills now too. No, Robocop. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Murphy. Pretty in Pink. It's a cop movie. No, it's not a cop movie. <laughs> Nor did it take place in Detroit. Um, so they grab Carl Weathers. Then on top of <laughs> I feel like you make it sound like they just pulled him off the street. Dude. Like, he's getting Schwar- groceries and like a band up, came like, up. But, do you know what's funny? I, I, that I, actually happened. I was digging around on uh, Carl Weathers. Do you know another role he had? Not in an 80s movie, but it's worth bringing up. He played one of the military police in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. No way. Which is one of my favorite Spielberg movies. Overrated for me. Boring. Oh, no, no, no. I think it's his best movie. Really? Yeah, I really do. Go watch it again. It's not an 80s movie. I know you have to find time to do it, but go watch it again. (laughs) I don't need Richard Richard Dreyfuss and mashed potatoes. Why don't you like Richard Dreyfuss? (laughs) He's so whiny. He's the best. Mr. Holland's opus was really terrible. Jaws. I like Jaws. Jaws, yeah, he's great. When he's showing his scars. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Show me the way to go home. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I'm tired and I want to go All right, to bed. Predator. Boom, predator. Boom. All right, all right, sorry, sorry. Uh, I know a couple of my friends that just heard that. They're yeah. getting goosebumps because we sing that song quite a bit with each other. Weird. All right, so they grab Carl Weathers. This is the fifth time they grabbed him. I keep they grabbed him. Grabbed him, Carl Weathers. Well, he's a big guy. You got to grab him a lot. They grabbed Carl Weathers. They cooked up a story and they dropped the six of them in meat grinder. Six of them. Yeah, you got, got it. Got usually it. say got 10. It. Usually say 10. Uh, then they go and get Bill Duke. Yeah, they do. Who Billy is, D. Who is 50% of the greatest action film friendship ever, Blaine and Mac. It is fantastic. There's a love – there's got to be a love story behind it's them. A, it's a bromance. Yeah. They're, 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 you can tell they have a genuine love for each other. That's so it's amazing. him and Blaine who's played by Jesse Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Who's the biggest dude in the movie, right? He's 6'5", 275. I believe so. Well, let's not jump to Jesse first. I got some cool Blaine stuff out there you want to hear. So Blaine – Blaine or Billy Mac? B- thank you, Mac. Billy yeah. Mac? Wait, Billy Duke. Billy Duke? Billy Duke Mac. Played Mac. Mackie Mac Duke. Mackie Duke. When the <laughs> We're flying. All right, we're flying. So Deep breath. Deep breath. Here we go. Listen. <laughs> Unrelated, we'll talk about Bill Duke in a second. Un- unrelated to that, if there was a movie that came out that was called Blaine and Mac, the early years. Oh, take my money right now. Right? So here's my plan. 2023, we decided that John McTiernan is going to be available and out of his slump. We give him a call and we pitch a prequel to Predator that's just about Mac and Blaine. Okay, you're 90% there, but the name doesn't have the pizzazz. I say Blaine's nickname is Cheese, and we get Mac, mac and Cheese. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, it's like Mac and Me, the alien movie. It's nothing right? like that. Or BJ and the Bear? Is that no, the... BJ and the Bear is a gorilla, and it's like a sh- <laughs> and it's and, and, not, and it's like a chimp, and it's from the seventies. It's a truck driver. Are you having a stroke? I smell bacon. All right, good. <laughs> so we we've got Mac, uh, Billy Duke. So what info do you have on him? I got info on him. So he was in Commando. Yeah, he was. Uh, scariest, he was, scariest eyes of the he 80s, He was Cooks. Right? Cooks. Yeah. Uh, cooks. Too, too many cooks. <laughs> he was Cooks. And then in Action Jackson, he was the angry police chief, which every 80s movie has to have an angry police chief. It does. And he was Best the Best one's Beverly Hills Cop, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, Lethal Weapon. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Uh, he's a good one. Um, and he stays with them throughout all of them. Like, yeah. And they form a relationship. I want your badge. Yeah. yeah. I want your badge and your gun. Uh, that that line has got to be in so many 80s action films. I wonder if we could do the top 10 best. I, I want, want your badge, badge and your gun. gun. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We're doing that for sure. I love it. <laughs> so mac and cheese. Thanks for sticking that in my head. So the other, the other half of the bromance, uh, you already said, Blaine, Jesse, the body venture. Governor. Governor. Venture. Venture. Wait, no, sen- senator, right? No. He was governor. a senator. Was he? Wow, how do I not know this? Well, Arnold was the governor. And he was the senator. Yeah. Sure. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, Minnesota. Look, we got more important things to worry about than politics. We're focusing on 80s. It's stuff. pretty fun that like, it was like serious political you know, people in this movie. He went a little bit off the reservation, but we'll talk he's about that. He's been hitting the head time. a lot. Well, okay. he's, yeah. yeah. So he, um, his first foray into major films, I think, yeah, because uh, Running Man, the only other film I can think of was Running Man, and they yep. probably both shot around the same time. He was great in that, dude. He was great in that. Uh, he So it's interesting. If you go back, right, you got Hulk Hogan making an appearance in Rocky Three. Yep. You've got uh, Jesse the Body making his appearance in Running Man and The Predator. And now you look at today. John Cena, Dave Bautista, right, the, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. And I mean, they're good. They're like, really good. Batista's, Batista's in, is great. Batista's in the new Dune movie. It looks awesome. He was in uh, Blade Runner. Really good. I really liked in Warrior, uh, uh, Guardians of the, the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. You see Stuber? Great. He's actually really funny, too. Yeah. 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 So Navy SEAL, Demolition, Underwater Demolition. Underwater Demolition. What is that? I don't know. Like, I didn't know explosives worked underwater. I was looking into it. And I thought he was, I always thought, I just thought he was a Navy SEAL, but I think he had some specialty with Underwater Demolition, which is 
crazy, but he's a tough dude. He's a real tough. Oh my god, look at him! He was the biggest guy in Predator, six five, two seventy five, with a gold, uh, a gold cross earring, right? Monster. Monster. So we're rounding out the group. Let's move to some of the other guys. Uh, Poncho. Played by Richard Chavez. We know anything about him? Was he in anything? Did he do anything? Not that I nothing, know. Nothing of relevance. Does. No, I don't think so. Do you? I, and I don't mind that. You I need actually, role players. I, exactly. And I like. BJ Armstrong. I, right. I like the fact that he he fits with this group. You know, they all get off the chopper at the beginning of the movie. And, you know, you got uh, Mac is wearing a three-peat suit. Beige suit. Yeah. Strange. Which is weird. Yeah. Know, being in the jungle and all. <laughs> Uh, Blaine, you know, got a full lip of tobacco, uh, dad jeans, the yeah, MTV the shirt MTV we've just shirt got in. Right. Uh, and of course, you know, Dutch. Yeah. Who's got the tight red polo. And it's a great cigar. look. It is a great look. And he's got the five o'clock stubble. This is the most handsome. I think Arnold's ever been. I, I well, he, he was emaciated. We're going to talk about why he was emaciated. Yeah. When we talk for about him. Though. For him. Like yeah, two, they, a solid two. You could see all their jawlines. Oh my God. You could cut diamonds yeah. with their jawlines. Oh, the filming was brutal, but we're, that's another tease. We'll get to that. In a minute. All right. Um, you hear that? Hear what? My timer went off. What timer? My carrot cake is done. You're cooking a carrot cake? For me and you. What, when did you start cooking a carrot cake? Don't worry about that. <laughs> so you telling me you got to go? I got to go. Well, you know what I'm going to say. Add first. Ads first, then carrot cake. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's do them. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, True. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And, uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. So now, rest of the crew. Shane Black as Hawkins. What a great name. Hawkins. Yes. I want Hawkins body found. With the big Coke like glasses, too. Yeah. Really yeah, strange. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Shane Black, kind of a kind of an interesting story. 80s legend. Right. Well, they bring him on board not just to be an actor, but because on the fly script changes, he was a script writer. While they're I don't know if I've shared this with you or not. While they're shooting Predator. So he's in the jungle, right? He's got a little notepad with him, probably sketching out ideas. Right. He pens. The Last Boy Scout. Such a good movie. Right? I mean, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, he's just sitting there saying, you know what? I think I'm going to write a movie uh, called The Last Boy Scout. Basically, what happens if we took John McClane out of Nagasaki Towers and made him an angry private eye. Nagatomo Plaza. All right. Oh. Yeah. It was I thought it was Towers. Plaza. All right. Sorry. Yeah. And we took him out made him a, an angry ex-private eye slash uh, Secret Service bodyguard. Best football murder gun scene of all time. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot to go not, I can't think of another one. Um but yeah, so he wrote that. He wrote, unfortunately, the reboot of Predator, which I did not like very much. Nope, really bad. But he did dude, the Lethal Weapons. Yeah, um, that's his claim to fame. How do you how do you bury the lead? Those are the two. Um, have you ever seen Monster Squad? No, I need to. That's on, that's on your eighties list. I want you to catch up. Come that's on, him. That's him. That's him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's, it's he very, also did Iron Man three, which it, is not bad. So do you remember Transformers? Michael Bay Transformers? No, no, no. The original like cartoon 80s Transformers. Peter Cullen Transformers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So you have the Transformers and then you have the GoBots. Have you ever heard of the GoBots? Sound lame. The GoBots were lame. They were kind of like a knockoff. What a bad name. Monster Squad feels like a knockoff of Goonies, but it's just good enough to enjoy. So C to D minus? Did you just, call the, you just call the Goonies a C? I didn't stutter. Wow. Wow. I don't. 
want to slap you on the radio, but I will open hand slap you on the radio. We can make that like a mic drop thing. You could like yeah, make I it know, a noise. Right? Yeah. I I think the reason you only stutter when you get upset because I am upset <laughs> because the Goonies is like one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think you need to watch it with me. I think that's the problem. Can we hold hands? No, but oh. maybe maybe I could educate you on why. Would it be our time? Movie. Would you say when we yeah. watch that up okay. here? Oh. Down here, it's our time. <laughs> that sounds creepy. I hate you so much. <laughs> So, Come down here. It's our time. It's like, um, what are we, what are we hey, doing? I'm going to transition to the next character. Your, <laughs> yeah. fa- your favorite character in the whole movie. Sonny Landham. Sonny Landham. Has to be. Billy. God. The craziest guy in the entire 80s. The fact that when you hire an A-list actor for a movie, or even a B-list actor for a movie, you get a security detail because you got to keep the fans away, you know? Obviously. Sonny Landham, the studio hired a security detail to protect the civilians <laughs> from him because he would get wasted he was a madman and he would just go beat people up he would bite people apparently unreal yeah unreal he's scary looking too i mean he's like no joke when you see him and arnold together you in your mind you're like who would win this fight is is he your favorite character in the entire movie outside of dutch yeah i I have doesn't he have to be because he he talks in these like three word poems he's like we're all gonna die yeah it's like that's no man out there. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, he's the. Oh, you can't just glaze over that. Oh no, that's, Billy that's, laugh. That's, that's my Billy <laughs> laugh. You can't just hop into your next thought. I gave you the Billy laugh. I love the Billy laugh. Do I, I hear it again? Yeah, do it over now. Do it now. It is. It is your best impression. It's my best. In, well, no, you you might have the, the, a better uh, predator impression. I don't know. I mean, your your Billy laugh is pretty legendary. We'll save mine for later. All right, we'll save it for later. That's another tease. Yeah, another tease. But Billy. It's kind of the weather vane of what's going wrong. Like everything seems more dangerous and chaotic because he seems so sure of himself. You know, he's cutting the that roots, branch, the yeah, branch, and like drinking. Yeah, yeah. Like he seems like the most self-assured guy, and instantly he knows something's wrong before yeah. everyone else. He has the best line in the movie. Which one? We're all gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best line in the movie. Yeah, his scream at the end's pretty good too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I wanted to see the fight with him at the end with him. I don't even think it was a fight. You think the predator just ate him? Yeah, I love. When he did the knife across the chest, the Mercedes thing, yeah, I would bet you a hundred dollars he actually cut himself. I wouldn't be surprised. They're like Billy, no. I mean, like Sonny, like, no. Yeah, Sonny, no. <laughs> Billy, no. <laughs> he's like, there's no Sonny here, just Billy. Do you think he's a method actor? He just goes for it. <laughs> I mean, he's well. He plays the same guy in Midnight Run too. I think. I think. I think he was in Action Jackson also. Really? Yeah. I think he had a small part. God, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna guess because I'm not 100 of that. He's been through it all. He was in adult entertainment before he became really? a real star. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, we won't be talking about that. No, not anymore. <laughs> uh, so we've covered everyone um, except the predator. The predator. So first played by Jean Van Damme. That is crazy. <laughs> Muscles from Brussels. Can you imagine just knowing what you know about him and his ego? And I don't even blame him for having ego. He's a really good martial artist. He was, you know, wanted to have this booming career, which yeah. he ended up having this incredible Blood career. sports after this or before? Oh, God. This is all before. There's no way he went from blood sport to this movie. Yeah. I don't even have to Well, I think blood sport was cult afterwards. You know he, what I mean? He, he came in thinking that he'd have an opportunity to show off his talent, his skill, his martial arts, his everything. And instead, they stick him in the most ridiculous costume. It's awful. Ever. Yeah. So they got like a budget prop house. And Arnold said it looked like halfway between a lizard and a duck with kind of a giraffe neck. Have you seen the video that shows what the original Predator costume looks like? It's hilarious. Like? Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme is five foot nine, Right. And it, the neck is probably half of his body. And it's bright orange. It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. And in addition to that. It, it would have ruined the movie. It would have ruined, ruined the entire movie. It would have made it like Evil Dead, like a fun, campy movie. You probably still would have liked it, right? I would have. It, it looked like, uh, what's the crab's name from uh, SpongeBob Square? Sebastian. From under the sea, Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. There it is. No, is it right? It was. Sebastian. I like money. Don't you? Don't you remember in the Predator when he goes under the sea? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. You're like combining my childhood with fan, like with nightmare stuff. Just... No, it looked like Mr. Krabs. Like yeah. that. That's what the original Predator looked like. So I only give that a quick nod because it then takes us to who the actual Predator was and who uh, rounds out the rest of the cast. Which is uh, Kevin Peter Hall, which you've got a sweet spot in your heart for because he's a giant like you are. What are you, you're six five, six six. I am six foot five. Oh my! I mean, he's seven foot two. I mean, he is a giant. And the weird thing is, at that point, normally if you have those actors above seven feet, they got like the pituitary gland, the Andre the Giant, the one one from Game of Thrones. You know, they look freakish. 
This guy looked like they stretched Denzel Washington into just a beautiful, handsome taller guy. man. Handsome, handsome guy. guy, yeah. And he, he moved so softly. Like, it wasn't like an awkward, you know, falling over himself yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, it, it looked like he owned the jungle. And he had a black belt in kung fu, professional-level ballet dancer. A seven-foot-two ballet dancer. I know, crazy, That's right? Wild. That's and wild. also, he played Harry in Harry and the, and the Hendersons. Oh. One of your favorite oh, movies. I do love Harry and the Hendersons. Never seen, seen it. Oh, you haven't no. seen it yet? Oh. Yeah. Well, you love Lithgow. You'll love Harry and I the Hendersons. I do love Lithgow. Is Did it angry, know? upset Lithgow, or normal Lithgow? Uh, he gets a little bit of his angry. Okay. So it's like uh, it's it's definitely not Footloose. Lithgow. Oh, I love Footloose. It's not yeah. De- it's not De- Dexter Lithgow either. I like so. I like that Do one. You know too. Dexter's coming back. Did you hear about that? I've had enough of Dexter for five. No, seasons. come on. After Trinity Killer, I was done. Oh my god! All right, fine. It was terrible. It's the worst ending. And in- oh, okay, <laughs> maybe this is their retribution. Give them a shot. Don't, okay, don't they earn a shot? That's true. Yeah, we need something. Come on. But we're Kevin- not going to have McTiernan doing <laughs> Mac and Blaine the early years for three years. Yeah. I, we could brush production. <laughs> but my favorite part about uh, Kevin Peter Hall, he was on a 1985 show called Misfits of Science. And it was about high school kids with superpowers. And also uh, Friends, Courtney Cox was in it as a kid. I feel like I now am one of three people in the world who know that information. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was I like, I can't believe you even found that. No. I mean, apparently it's a popular show. He could shrink down to like really small size. That's so it's ironic because he's so tall. But also, uh, you'll be missed Kevin Peter Hall. He died in 91. Oh, so Predator 2 was his last movie. He had, uh, who did he play? They gave him a cameo in Predator. He was a helicopter driver a helicopter. at the end. How'd they smush him into a helicopter? Is he a helicopter driver or a helicopter pilot? I'm just curious. Yes, driver. Yeah, no, I mean, no, pilot. <laughs> God, I got it wrong twice. <laughs> chopper driver. He's, he's a, a chopper, chopper driver. driver. <laughs> he's a chopper driver. Um, <laughs> I know stuff. You know stuff. So things. as we as we forge forward on how we got to the chopper, we just rounded out the cast. Yeah. Um, one thing I just want to mention before we kind of hop into some of the more fun stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, Is there less fun stuff? That, well, yeah, it's all fun, I guess, right? Yeah. But I mentioned this before. I wanted to talk about this. You're getting serious on me. I'm, I'm serious. Three favorite scenes from this movie. <sighs> Jeez. On the spot. I, I want you to go. I want to see how many of them are tied in the ones I got. Uh, the first Dylan encounter in the bar, you know, the dingy bar. Is it a? It was it a bar? I don't think it was a bar. It what was it? Like a little office hut. There was like a fan and like yeah. a table for. What kind of bar have you been in that has no alcohol in it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, I don't know that you've ever been in an office. Yeah, so it's fair that you thought that that was a bar instead of an office. It looked like no one was there. Like a, 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 a sorry, I'm, bar. Inter- I'm interrupting. Go. I'm go. flustered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> When he first sees Dylan. Yeah, and they do the uh, handshake that rocks the world. You mean the one where uh, the sound barrier gets broken? Yeah, like two Mack trucks just crashed into each other. No, all kidding aside, like what possibly could have been done to make that sound? I've been trying to recreate the Dylan Dutch handshake with Red, my friends. Redwood snapping in half. <laughs> That's, I don't know, rhinos with helmets yeah, bashing, bashing into, into each, each other. other. Um, it is one day when... Civilization has advanced 200 years, 300 years from now, and they're trying to understand what love is, what hate is, what masculinity is. That scene will be the defining point. Of oh, it's masculinity. Is. Absolutely. It's unreal. The veiny, the veininess of the arm. The whole part of it. I mean, he comes in, right? He's just got off the chopper. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hop in on this. Take it. This is one of Take my it. favorites as well. So yeah. we'll overlap each other on this one. They hop off the chopper. He gets he gets inside. Um, he sees the the general whose name is irrelevant to me right now, um, who's kind of filling him in on what's going on. His response is, you know, why don't you have your army guys do this? You know, why this isn't a job for me and my men? You know, we're not mercenaries. We're rescue. Uh, we're okay. rescue team. Who chimes in from Dylan, the back? Dylan from Dylan. the back from behind yeah, him. Yeah, from behind him says, "Cause some damn fool said you were the best." That's an arrogant move to not introduce yourself just and just wait in the, the corner. Yeah. yeah. And at first, Arnold's so or Dutch, excuse me, so excited. Dylan, yeah, the the hand slap, the the, the you know, you son of a, you know, it's just amazing. And you oh. wonder what's happening when they start grimacing. You're like, what's going on? Oh, they're testing. They're, yeah. they're testing. Did you know right away what they were doing? I, I didn't. Yeah, when I first saw it. I just remember. I thought they were pooping. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> but they 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 transition then from from like this, and then you get the you know well, what CIA's got you pushing too many pencils. And Dylan wearing like a little suit with a short right sleeve suit. Right yeah. suit. He's literally he's wearing the world's tightest dress it's shirt. Painted on. Yeah. It's I, I, it's body paint and a tie, and the sleeves are rolled po- like mid bicep. Are they roll? I think it's just a t shirt. Like it's a no, those, no, oh, that okay. is a dress shirt. Okay, he's got, got a dress shirt rolled up to his biceps. Yeah, ugly tie, too. ugly tie, but yellow um, and brown, not yeah, a good look. Great, I agree with you. Yeah. So that's that's your one. Give me good. give me your other two. Okay, we got the final Ar- Arnold fight scene with the predator. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. It's like it adds horror to it. Like the Michael Myers, the predator will not stop. 
And plus, Arnold yelling at the Predator, do it! I'm here! Kill me, I'm here! Do it now! Yeah, and like the Swiss Family Robinson, the MacGyver, him with yeah, all yeah. the stuff. All right, all right. And all also, right. you finally see how big the Predator is. When he, he picks Arnold up, yeah. he's nine feet tall. Yeah, like, a, like a doll. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the first time you really get the clear shot of the Predator. I, okay, all right. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to fight you on it. What's your third? Third would be the first communist breaking into the camp scene where they're all kind of together. Knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> Hang around. Or wait, what is it? Stay stick, put? Uh, stick around. Yeah. Improvise. Stay too. put. Stay put, sir. <laughs> it's Arnold <laughs> improvising. It's not that great. The guy who's in there, who's like a pretty built guy, I think he's the first one he kills. You're super into this for some reason. I love it. I love it. Um, is, I believe, either like his personal trainer or like a buddy of his and also makes an appearance. Remember in The Running Man? Remember the personal security guy uh, who walks around with Killian? Yep. That's the same guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I also think he's in Red Heat, but I could be wrong on the Red Heat. Um, good three. I'm good to be Arnold yeah. and his friends. I'm with you on I'm with you on the initial scene. Yep. Uh, the other one I love is, I guess it's kind of the scene you're talking about, but I fast forwarded a little bit to when you've got uh, Blaine yeah. and Poncho, which this leads perfectly into, yeah. into a Poncho quote for a minute. But um, you're hit. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. You got time to move? <laughs> you got time to duck? Oh, yeah. I, I blew it. Yeah. I blew it. Okay, now we're even for me saying, uh, so, hello, stay here for a minute, please. <laughs> Listen, the helicopter driver is very upset with you. Right All now. right, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump off of my, before I give my third, I want to go to your quote, or not your quote, your imitation. Your poncho imitation is the best. So set, set the scene. Watching this movie so many times, my favorite line actually ends up being, poncho gets hit by one of their self-made booby traps. He gets hit by like uh, a... No. The predator shoots a tree and splits it. And I think that there is... I thought like it was one of the booby traps. It, it, maybe, you know what? I'm, I'm wrong. Nature attacks Poncho. Something could Nature attacks Poncho in some way. It could have been. And they're like, can you can you keep going? He goes, I can make it. <laughs> you sound just like him. I just love it. it. It's just so absurd. This one line, you sound just like him. Yeah. Well, Do it again. I can make it. <laughs> crack your voice. Crack your voice. I can make there it. There you go. That's it. When you <laughs> cracked your voice. Well, it's because Poncho is cool the whole time. Yeah. And at that point, you're like... this. Guy's broken. Oh yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's done. Dead meat. They should have killed him right there. Actually, no, we wouldn't have got the line. Right, which yeah. we would never want to get rid of the line. So my my last of my three favorite scenes, which might be, it's tough. The handshake is up there, but this might be my favorite. When Mac loses his mind <laughs> and starts singing, not a far trip for him. No, though. it starts singing Little Richard's uh, "Long Tall Sally," um, and he's just he, the way he's singing. He's like, "Well, Long Tall Sally's real pretty sweet. She got everything." That Uncle John needs. Who, baby? Yeah, now, baby. Who, baby? Gonna have some fun tonight. Gonna have some fun tonight. Why is it Long Tall Sally? Can it be like short, stubby Susan? Like, does it matter? Like, why is he describing her like that? Who's ever described anyone long? It's like that girl is long. What are you talking about? (laughs) Gonna short, stubby Susan. She's so fine. She got everything that Uncle John needs. Oh, baby. It works for anything. Medium sized Rhonda. I'm gonna sing this as short stubby <laughs> Susie for now on. Oh, that's oh, coming man. back. That's my new drop. I like it. I love it. You're gonna hear I it. I want least, a button for that. At least a hundred more times you're gonna just be sitting here every talking about whatever, and you're gonna hear Well, short stubby Susie, <laughs> built pretty sweet. She got everything that Uncle John needs. Oh baby. <laughs> Little Richard rules. He's by the, the way. best. Yeah. I little subtle things like when they're in the chopper and they're actually playing long tall. Yeah. They bring it back. It's foreshadowing. I I love stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, when Mac loses his marbles, love you, bro. Well, Blaine dies when, when he does that and he really loses it for me. I just think like that, that to me is like, that's how I would react if I was in this situation. I mean, he was was dry shaving before that. So nuts. Remember when he killed that pig? That was pretty sweet. That was crazy. (laughs) Always. Isn't it weird? You always forget that scene exists. And then you're like, Oh yeah, it's a pig. Yeah. Oh, Every yeah. time you see that movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know what's funny? Uh, we didn't talk about very much, but that this movie was originally called Hunter. Good name, actually. Yeah, it was all right. It yeah. was all right. But um, I guess a movie came out a year or two beforehand that had that title. Really? Yeah. Is that why they changed? I didn't know they changed. I thought they just wanted something that sounded better. I didn't even know that that was the one. No, Predator is awesome. And then the last – okay, so we, we're, we're doing all the character analysis, right? But the last piece of this that I thought was really cool before we get into kind of more of how we got to the chopper, the, the, the voice of the Predator – was done by our friend, your friend, my friend, Peter Cullen. Oh, no way. The voice of Optimus Prime is who did all the... Did he do the laugh? I, no, I think that laugh is supposed to be a recording of the Billy laugh. 
Really? Yeah, because that's in, even cool. In, in the in the Predators after that, you know how he always like records, like you hear the Predator record something. He's the first DJ of all time. Like you remember when he uh, remember when uh, Mac has Dylan walk anytime. over? Yeah, and he and he, he kills the yeah. scorpion on his shoulder. Then you hear the Predator playback anytime. He started EDM, right? The Predator. He didn't start EDM. I hope he did. That'll be that's great. Super weird. But why is there no DJ named the Predator? The end of Predator. When uh, I don't even know how to answer that question. I'm because he like, could dress as the Predator at the at the end of. Predator, when he starts laughing, that is the Billy laugh. He's going, <laughs> oh, cool. With a nuclear bomb that goes off oh, and all. man, what a cowardly way to go, but whatever. Um, eh, it was pretty cool. It was okay. So, what do you want him to do, just die? I mean, I don't know. I didn't want him to do that. So, Max. Start tap dancing? Max. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my daughter. <laughs> We're going to show it to Susie. She's so sweet. She got everything the Uncle John needs, right. oh baby. All right, woo, <laughs> baby. <laughs> All right, where are we? We're getting to the chopper. Okay, how do we How get close to the chopper? are we? Oh. I, we're pretty close. Um, so we now understand. All of these kind of cool pieces, right? So this, we, we're just talking about the the formation of the team. So I think we've covered all the major players, and now and it doesn't need to be discussed. No, no, that's the best because normally that'd be a love interest or something. No, she was just uh, she was cannon fodder. Yeah, yeah, there's something to talk about, I guess. So they get the whole group together. Where's this movie shot, Max? Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Puerto Vallarta. But it's supposed to be communist Guatemala. And great jungle movie, too. And it's like, name your top five jungle movies. Oh, I don't even know. George of the Jungle? That was on a film set with an animatronic uh, gorilla <laughs> and Brendan Fraser. Disney's Tarzan? That's animated. <sighs> See, jungle movies are hard. They're hard. Well, yeah. the conditions to shoot. Even even in shooting Predator, um, they didn't even have the right foliage. They had to ship in like all these leaves. Yeah, and... the uh, tree that the Predator stood on wasn't a real tree. They made it out of concrete. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, so this one of our teases we were talking about before, why all the guys look like they are in great shape. It leads into two parts of the stories. One of the reasons they look like they are in great shape is that all of them lost 10 or 15 pounds because they were throwing up and had diarrhea. Montezuma's revenge. Because they were getting sick every day they were down there. McTiernan lost 30 pounds. Oh, my God. I mean, it was tough shooting, right? Can you imagine shooting while you're like just wasting away in 100-degree heat? I, I love... These types of movies where part of the 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 kinsmanship that you see, the the romanticized you know brohood that you're seeing, is legitimate because they're all going through hell week with each other. So Schwarzenegger ships an entire gym in to the jungle. Yeah, he does. I mean, he does that anywhere he goes. I know, right? And he goes they, to Nantucket for a weekend. He's like, bring a gym. You know, a, a shooting schedule for a movie like this is a twelve hour day. Yeah. You know, th- these guys, all of them, all of them. They're getting up at 5.30 a.m. They're going running for an hour. Then they're lifting weights. Then they're shooting 12 to 15 hours. And then they're running and lifting again. Oh, my God. And and uh, Carl Weathers didn't work out with them. Worked out on his own because he wanted everyone on set to think he just naturally No one jacked. naturally looks like that. They're all like the you, – you were the one who told me about the, the bicep measuring Jesse Ventura story. That's, oh, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. They were so egocentric. I think Jesse, the body Ventura, bet Arnold a bottle of champagne that he had bigger biceps than him. And he did it because the costume guy told Jesse that he had bigger biceps. And that's because Schwarzenegger bribed the costume guy to lie about what his bicep size was, right? Yeah, this is like a conspiracy plot. It's crazy. Well, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. These guys these guys are titans, basically. Like they're they're Greek gods and they just are all pushing each other to even be tougher. What do you, you think Bill Duke worked out with them and ran too? He you know it's interesting. Like he looks like a tough built guy, but he wasn't like jacked. So I searched on the internet for twenty minutes. I looked for Bill Duke's shirtless. Can't find it. <laughs> Your web browser, man. Yeah. Your web browser is something else. Sean's never Susie. She's so fun. I mean, I, I I could imagine him lifting with them, but also I could imagine him just ignoring them too. The the, the part that's But it seems like it's everybody. Well and, and remember, on top of the working out with each other, they're also doing military drills with each other, weapons training. Yeah, they had with two each weeks other. of weapon training yeah, and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because like they, when they when they like go down the mountain. It looks real. Oh, yeah, when know? they're sliding in the leaves yeah. and the, the 50 side. meter sweep, yeah. double time. Double time. Yeah. I want his body found. Yeah. They, uh, so all of these things, you know, you just think about like going to college and you rush a fraternity or I got kicked out of a fraternity. I bet you did. Or in <laughs> high school, you join your football team and you go through double days. Like there are these things that when like Navy SEALs go through Hell Week. Oh, yeah. There are these things that bond you and the, you could tell these guys had just incredible chemistry with each other during the whole movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a unit. Yeah. Yeah. They, fe- they feel, it works. That's what I mean. That's why people do this. Stuff. It absolutely works. So they so they get there, and there's you know they they're they're working out. They're filming. They're shooting, and they get about 
one of the things that this movie did that was a benefit for two huge reasons. One is the sequence of filming saved the movie. We'll talk about that in a second. But the second part of it is it's like Jaws. The greatest part about Jaws is you don't even see the shark until you're, what, two-thirds of the way through yeah, the movie? Yeah, you see the fin. The movie. You yeah. see, like, floating music, feet. The music, yeah. And they did such a great job of making a movie like that. So this, again, is is different than your traditional action films where it's it's always the, the big alien shoot and, and or the big monster or the bad guys in this one. Yeah, it's what's behind the corner. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, it builds and for this, both reasons, because they didn't have the monster in either one. Right. Well, and, and additionally, so this is the part that I was talking about before, where it was a huge benefit to them is they basically shoot the whole film up to the part where Hawking's body is being dragged into the... Sequentially, which is rare. Very rare. And the... And the, the uh, camouflaged hand of the predators dragging Hawkins into the forest and then they so unload cool. they have so cool and they unload all of the Is that John Claude's hand? No, I don't know. That's a might great be. question. Yeah. It might be. They they send all this back to the producers. And they're out they're out of money, right? The budget's gone, they're out of money. It's eighteen million dollar film yeah, when it all which is on. crazy if you think about it. But yeah. they send it back to the producers who Watch the first half of the movie and realize, oh my god! Like they realize what we realize. This first is the greatest the best, movie ever. First half's the best half, right? If right. you think about it. And they say, okay, we're gonna get more money, and we're gonna get rid of this Mr. Krabs, uh, <laughs> John Claude Van Damme predator hopping around the forest, and we're gonna get you a real one. And that this 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 theme that we're dealing with about how did we get to the chopper and and just these things that had to have fallen perfectly in place. That leads to a coincidence that I think makes the whole difference of the whole movie. So they go hire Stan Winston. The best. The best. Terminator. He was friends with Arnold from Terminator. And he also did the aliens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, this guy, I mean, when it comes to making monsters, yeah. he is the, the gold standard. What a, what, a, like, what a credentialed guy. It's unbelievable. I picture him as basically the guy from FX, the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's like that guy. He is that. Like, he's the one you go to. And so... They find Stan Winston. They take a dump truck of money up to him. They hire him to redesign the Predator. God, I want a dump truck of money. He hops on a long. Are you ready for this? This is beautiful. He hops. On he a, hops on a long and you stop. A, on, <laughs> he hops on a long flight to Japan. He does. And who is sitting next to him on that flight? James Cameron. Jimmy C. James Cameron. Okay. Who he's friends with? Who he's friends with? Who is, you know? I just envision that. You got Stan Winston with his sketch pad yep. working on a few things. James Cameron looks over his shoulder, says, you know, I always wanted to do a monster or an alien with mandibles. Mandibles. So add, scary. Add some mandibles to that. It's so scary. It's what makes it. That's it. Spider face. This is how we got to the chopper is that Stan Winston was on a flight with James Cameron. And then the two of them collaborated on this flight. And Stan Winston gets off and boom, you got your new predator. Yeah. Giant Rastafarian spider face. And high tech, and also just big and burly alien. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing even close to it. Nothing has anything ever done high tech and also just naturally a beast like that. Right, ever, ever. Yeah, nothing. I, and and in that sense, if you look at his other work too, I mean, you look at Alien, right? Like the mother, so alien. creepy. I mean, they do an amazing job on all of those. And he likes that, he likes wet aliens. He does. Well, it, and mandibles. Yeah, apparently. yeah. So they they come back. They get this new Predator. The technology that they used could have been a mess, too. This whole thermographic camera that they were using. So cool. Well, the, the problem they ran into, though, is it's, they're shooting all this, right? So the, the, the new Predator suit weighs 200 pounds. They put that on your ballet friend. That's insane. Insane. In How the you, jungle. And he moves really well. 93 degrees in the jungle, uneven terrain, 200 pounds. And he's, like, jumping tree to tree yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So they put that on him. Good for him. I have more respect for him. Oh, yeah. The the Predator vision that they used, uh, they had to do a lot of that in post because it wasn't even working the way they wanted to because thermo, uh, thermographic imaging cameras basically take the difference in heat. So, like, if you're 90 degrees and the temperature around you is 40 degrees, yeah. you can distinguish the difference. The, it was so hot outside that you couldn't even distinguish the difference in oh, what you're looking at. So The Thomas Crown corollary. Yeah. Remember when he heats up the – I do remember uh, that yeah. so you can get through the lasers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And McTyrion. All right. Oh, he maybe God, stole how it. How do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nerd that I know that. So they, you know, they the the blood from the predator. They used glow sticks. Like they have all yeah, these they weird little and things. KY jelly. I know the weirdest yeah. thing to combine. It's just everything worked. And so they they get it. They they shoot the film. Schwarzenegger gets married during this movie. Three days and takes three days off to yeah. go on a honeymoon. Yeah, comes back. Can you imagine? You know, it just rolls back in like nothing happened. That seems like a very Arnold thing to do. That's just right. how he lived his life. Right. He's right. like, come with me. <laughs> Come with me if you want to get married. <laughs> is that how you propose? It probably is. Just his hand out. His hand out. Come with me. The chapels are empty. Oh, man. They, uh, yeah. So they. Scariest monster of all time, you think? 
Alien scarier? I don't know. I see. I the way I, Aliens Born is scarier. I, this is why I, I I differ a little bit with you. I'm thinking that the last fight scene was was so. It's almost like in Jaws. Like I found Jaws to be scarier throughout the rest of the movie, except at the end when you. Are you kidding me? When when he gets like cut in half and he's like ah ah, <laughs> with the extra blood coming out of his mouth. You're talking about Jaws now. Yes, your your scream in Jaws is pretty good. Too. It's not bad. Why can you do these great imitations of people getting murdered in movies? Because I'm so neurotic and frantic. Yeah, I get it does that. work. It's, <laughs> it's in my soul. The uh, the interesting thing about Predator, just in general as a film, is that. I saw this. So you saw this film. You were 25 years old. Yeah. When did you see it? Oh, okay. So it came out in 87. I was born in 78. So I would have been nine or 10 when it came out, but I didn't see it until about two years after it came out. Maybe a year after I was probably 10 or 11 years old. When I saw that it sounds movie. a little early, but right. Like that's, I, I probably could have been a couple of years older. We freaked out. I was terrified. So at the end of the movie, um, when they play like, the the trumpet like the military trumpet with the guy smiling and yeah, all and they start showing all the characters coming back and yeah. saying hi which by the way i have a theory i'm gonna throw it out there okay um i think that chubbs from happy gilmore what is in fact dylan from oh Predator. my god well think about it right dylan loses his arm he does chubbs loses his hand chubb loses his hand Dylan loses it to a predator. Chubbs loses it to crocodile. Similar to a predator. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like it. To think about something to consider. It's all in the hips. He was in the CIA. So he had to obviously be. Was Chubbs in the CIA? No. I think Chubbs <laughs> in the... But like they get Dylan out of there. Yeah. And what do they got to do? Like they can't let anyone know who he is. The CIA. You get a new identity. I love it. You yeah. never see Dylan die. He no? screams. Right. Yeah. So a little food for thought. I think that uh, Dylan might be Chubbs. So just something to think love about. Love it. Yeah. I do. Let's go with it. Like I have a theory that. Robin Williams from the Dead Poet Society is the same Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting after his wife died. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's broken. He's still really yeah. smart. He's caring. Could be. Yeah. God, what a what, Dead Poet Society is such a beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah. Captain, my captain. Oh, bone marrow of life. Unbelievable. Carpe diem. Pre- the predator like bone marrow. He, he, did. he got the most out of life. <laughs> You think he was reading Henry, Henry David Thoreau? You know, on that note, when we start talking about Dead Poet Society at the end of a pod, uh, Predator uh, podcast, I can tell that we're rapping. So the that's that's the inclination. That's, 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 that's the indicator. That's my internal clock saying it's time to wrap. It's so, so you specific. We, I think we did a nice job showing everyone how we got to the chopper. Uh, the 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 overall theme, if you haven't picked up on it yet, is that Max and I love this movie best, and great movies don't happen by accident. There's no. uh, there's all these factors that just play into it. And it's the Woodstock corollary. It's all a mess until it's perfect, and yeah. then you can laugh about how we got here. And this was this was my Woodstock. Predator was my Woodstock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show it's never Susie. She's. Goodbye, uh, Billy. Uh, goodbye. Um, thank you for those of us who joined us today. And uh, Max, any closing thoughts on Predator before we sign off? The score rules, music wise. Did it in it. You know, yeah, yeah. Just great, great. But, you know, it sounds like uh, I bet you it's the same guy. It's the music sounds very similar to Back to the Future. The score is very similar. I think it's Bill Conti who did a lot of stuff. I bet you Conti did both of these. Good, like you know him. Conti did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Billy C. <laughs> <laughs> We're on first name basis with everyone. Um, what else? Any other any other thoughts on Predator? I think you did a nice job. You did your homework. I'm proud of you. Yeah, especially since you just saw this movie for the first time. I want to know how ago. I looked this up. I couldn't find out how they made Dylan's arm look so realistic because it looks like. Oh, you mean after it's cut off and yeah. it's shooting on the ground? Because it's Carl's Weathers' arm. Because forearms like that are unique. Think they did a mold? They probably did a mold. Or when it fell to the ground, it was his. Like they quick cut it, and yeah. it's just him buried under the leaves. Maybe could be. I don't know. I find it amazing that that's how you want to end. That's that's your one sticking in your craw thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? It's crazy. Do you know? Do you know what mine is what? Why I thought of that? All I want in my life. Is to be financially stable enough to hire a production company so that my friends and I, you included, can go reshoot scenes from Predator. Oh, Predator Fantasy <laughs> Camp? Predator Fantasy Camp. That'd be awesome. Tell me right now. I can tell you I know for a fact. I know five people right now that would cut a check for as much as they could afford to go to Predator Fantasy I Camp. I love – we we think Although, it's – can we not call it Predator Fantasy <laughs> Camp because that sounds like a really inappropriate place. <laughs> As you said, I was like, uh, the show is not <laughs> But I think after day one of 5.30, wait, wake up and work no, no, out. No, 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 We're not going to do anything. Okay. <laughs> we're just, just going to shoot the scenes. Okay, we're doing scene by scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm down. All right, good. Yeah. Let's get it out. This is this is a real <laughs> special, special hour and a half, hour and a half, hour forty five minutes, hour whatever we spent doing this. Felt like minutes, but it was probably days. It, it was it was special to me, and uh, I'm just glad I could share this journey with you in the jungle. I'm emotional about this. I'm big emotional about this. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to us, please go to our social media channels. We're on every social media platform out there that you can imagine. And you can find us by looking for our handle at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N. And if you are listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Apple Podcasts and iTunes are the same thing. I sound so old. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes Podcast, right? Back in my day. And, uh, I or, both ways. Or, no. or, or Spotify. No, no shoes. Hey, anytime. <laughs> do it now. <laughs> oh, you did the worst do it now ever. Do it. Do, do it. Do it. Do it now. That's better. Um, if, you, if you would please, for the love of God, <laughs> like us, follow us, rate us, give us 20 stars, 40 stars. Needy much, Jesus. I'm super needy because if we want to do more Predator podcasts, we need the good stars. Hey, if you like it, that's cool. Play cool. Oh, Be you, Jake Ryan. Oh, you are so Jake Ryan. Ferris right Bueller, now. Marty I'm, McFly, I'm, channel I'm, it. I'm Lewis Skullnick, okay? Okay, do so, that. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note, have a great night. Later. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.